0: Welcome to the Borders of Blue podcast. My name is Lizette. In episode four today, we will cover Con Cohen's ongoing health challenges, him leaving his father's home, and then, most importantly, his first introduction to Christianity. Let's get started. Con Cohen said the following of his failing health. My health now took a turn for the worse. After a time, it was found that my lungs were badly affected and I was obliged to take much cod liver oil, England's great antidote for consumption. Now we must remember consumption is tuberculosis. Quarts and gallons were consumed and still I found no relief. One hospital after another was sought for help, but all in vain. I was continually getting worse and it seemed as though I was not long for this world. Some of my Jewish friends became interested in me as my father, being very poor, could do but little to give me special medical care. Being a very religious man, he had many friends among the pious Jews who were acquainted with the chief rabbi, Dr. Adler, the rabbi who gave me his benediction at my circumcision. His help and influence are exceedingly valuable among the Jewish people. Soon after this, I was sent to the eminent Dr. Mackenzie, one of the physicians to Queen Victoria, and a specialist on throat and lung diseases. After he gave a diagnosis, he ordered me at once to the National Hospital of Consumption at Ventnor on the Isle of Wight. Through the help and influence of the rabbi, I was enabled to go, and in this institution, I spent seven weeks. While Concon was there, He came in direct contact with the Christian religion for the first time. Cohen had never prior to this time had anything to do with Christianity, only, as he would say, blaspheming and hating it, as he had been taught to do. He said this, Though I did not increase in piety, my love for Judaism was strong, and my hatred for Christianity was intense. That you may have some idea... Of what his feelings would be in that direction I will relate an instance which will serve to show how every Jewish Orthodox boy is taught and how he feels toward Christianity especially towards converted Jews he relates the story of a countryman of his mother who used to frequent their home he said he knew very little about him save that he was an occasional caller even though he had learned his name he never knew of his business or what he was about, until finally one day he was told that this man was a believer in Jesus and was a missionary. When he heard that, he felt intense hatred towards the man. He could not understand why his mother would allow this man to come to their home. He says this, I thought, how could he, with what he knows of our holy religion, and what he has learned about that Jesus How could he leave our holy religion and join himself to those people who have done us so much harm and who have persecuted our ancestors so bitterly? He then went on to say that his idea was that this man must be receiving some large salary and had mercenary motives in becoming a turncoat, or as the Jews would call him, a Meshubad. Cohen felt that this man was not worthy to live. His mother always told him that this man was a bad man for believing in Jesus but must not hurt him for her sake. But while he respected her wishes, it seemed as though he could hardly tolerate the man being in their home. Kahn made the following statement. At the Hebrew school, the rabbis gave us instructions against Jesus and the Christian people and taught us to hate his name and the name of his followers with a terrible hatred. We were taught it was right to expectorate when we passed a Christian church and were never allowed to go near a church to say nothing of entering one. In this way, my feelings grew more bitter in this direction and the Christian religion was to me a very bad thing. In fact, it was worse to me than it was to any of the rest of my family for having been more pious while young than they, I hated it the worse. The more orthodox the Jew is, the more he hates Christianity. In addition to being taught to engender this feeling against Christianity, they were taught that Christian people had no use for their Bible, of course the Old Testament, for their religion or their God. He said, therefore, that he felt he had a greater reason for hating the Christians and for doing all he could against them. During his early teen years, a missionary came to visit with them and to invite them to attend services at a Jewish mission. He asked the man what a mission was, and he told him that it was a place where they taught the Jews about Jesus. The minute he heard the word Jesus, he said that he felt as though he wanted to do the man mischief. He goes on to say that, he and his brothers began to ridicule the missionary and to make all manner of fun of the man. He, however, did what he could to convince them that they ought to go to his mission because he said that they would learn about Jesus and about the true God. Con Cohen then went on to say that he told him that he and all other persons who believed in Jesus were idolaters and that he could prove to him that if he believed in the God of the Jews as well as in Jesus, he was worshipping two gods. The man then replied that he did not worship two gods and that he was not an idolater and that he would not be able to convince him that he was following more than one God. Con Cohen then went on to ask him if he believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said he did. He then asked him if he believed in the God who gave the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai and he answered in the affirmative. And then I'll quote from Cohen himself. He said the following, I then said that our God, the God of the Jews, who gave the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, said that the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Now we Jews, believing in the true God, believe and observe the seventh day for the Sabbath. But you, who believe in your God, your Jesus, instead of keeping the seventh day as the Jews do, believe in the first day, and you claim that your Jesus changed the day from the seventh day to the first. And then I said to him, Now, if it is sin to transgress the law of God, and you say that the reason we need Jesus is because we have transgressed the law and must die, then should we believe Jesus as God when you say he actually changed the law of God? We believe in the one God who gave us the seventh day for the Sabbath. Now if you believe in the same God who says the seventh day is the Sabbath, and also believe in Jesus who changed the Sabbath to the first day, then surely you serve two gods. And you Christian people must be idolaters. Either Jesus is a blasphemer, or else Christians serve two gods. The man looked at me in disgust and said, I was only a Jew and was not worth his attention. And away he went. And I thought that that is all there is to the Christian religion. And somehow I felt there was considerable to Judaism after all. This simply intensified my feeling of hatred toward Christ and towards Christianity. He said that besides that experience, he had very little dealings with Christian people, nor came in direct contact with them until the time when he became a patient at the National Hospital of Consumption. He also said that, to his great surprise, he found people walking around all the time without their hats, and that this seemed an awful thing to him as the Jews always wear their hats, especially during mealtime, and that not only that he found that they ate their food with unwashed hands, and of course this seemed quite shocking to him as it was unlawful for a Jew to eat with unwashed hands, and he supposed that they were doing things contrary to the Bible he also discovered that every day they had prayers and prayed to this jesus and this seemed like blasphemy to him it quite puzzled and perplexed him that he didn't know what to do about it he was afraid that somehow god was not pleased that he went there as all he saw was much idolatry and yet he was sent there through the influence of the chief rabbi dr adler Concohen said that the more he mingled with the christian people The more he felt that many of them were pleasant and kind and that they wanted to do something to help people and he said that he was afraid to let them know that he was a jew as he had always been taught that christians everywhere hate the jews and if they have an opportunity they will take their life he goes on to explain one particular experience just before i went to the hospital i attended a jewish medical mission and was told by the physician that I could never get well unless I underwent an operation. They offered to perform the operation upon me, and would charge me nothing for their services. I could not conceive how Jewish Christians, apostates, could really be kind and unselfish to the Jews, and could not believe that this was exactly the Spirit of Christ. I had never read nor even seen a New Testament, and how could I know differently? Some of my friends told me that I ought to have this operation, and if I did, it might be my physical salvation. I finally said, no, I will never let them do it, for when they get me under the knife, then they will tell me I will have to believe in their Jesus, and if I do not, I will die. And so he concluded that he would rather die than have the missionaries' religion forced upon him. Cohen-Cohen goes on to say that he kept quiet about his religion, and tried to do the best that he could while he was at the hospital. But inwardly, he felt all the time that the Jewish religion was the only true religion. The hospital chaplain was very kind to him and would often invite him to join him in the hospital chapel. He was, of course, Episcopalian, which is the Church of England faith. But one Sunday, he decided to enter the chapel, and he remembered how he feared that God would be displeased with him and allow some awful thing to happen. He said the following, I took my seat near the door, it being the first time that I ever entered into such a place. It seemed so strange to see the worshippers entering and kneeling as they went into their pews. I thought they must certainly be idolaters, for the Jews never kneel in prayer because the Christians kneel and to the Jew such a form of worship is a sign of idolatry. I concluded, however, that I would stay for the service and behave the best I knew how under the circumstances. After a few moments waiting, to my surprise, there appeared a man at the rear of the chapel who seemed to be gowned in what looked to me like a night robe. Instead of the gown being holly white, it was partly black and partly white. I began to wonder what was going to happen. I became rather nervous and wished I were out of there. But I concluded that I must now stay and see the thing to the end. I thought it strange that the man did not wear his clothing. I remained through the service and felt very thankful that I did not receive a judgment from heaven for going to that church. I must confess that the service of the Christian religion did not impress me very deeply at the time. Very few said anything to me about it while at the hospital. I did not read anything on the subject and did my best to observe my Jewish religion, though I felt obliged to hide it somewhat under the circumstances. After Kahn Cohn had been at the Ventnor Hospital about seven weeks, he received word that his father was very ill and he was obliged to return home. In a short time, His father passed away, and he was then left an orphan, sick, and having no way of earning a livelihood. The future did not look very bright for him, and there was not much that made life worth living. He said he endeavored to be more faithful to Judaism after his father died. At the death of a near relative, the family has to mourn seven days. During this time, none of the family members are allowed to sit on a chair, or to wear shoes, Or to leave the house or to have anyone salute them or shake their hand they are not allowed to use a comb or to look into a mirror or even to have a picture hung with the front side to the observer it is indeed for them a week of mourning at the close of that week every day for 51 weeks prayers have to be said for the dead these prayers are supposed to help that the departed may not have to suffer too much in Gehenna. The prayers are supposed to assist the departed soul. He attended to these duties very promptly twice a day for an entire year, and he hoped that the Lord would look with favor on him for so doing and relieve his suffering. During this time, his health did not improve, and he tried to work at a light occupation but found it impossible to accomplish anything. His lungs were so bad at times that he was obliged to wear an inhaler while walking the streets. He counselled with some relatives and it was decided that he would leave the old country and go to the new world. The physician said that the ocean trip would accomplish much for his health and the change to another climate would be a blessing. In a little while he made preparations to leave and said goodbye to his friends and family and to England. He realized but little at the time what the trip would come to mean to him, but the hand that directs all things and the eye that sees all things, who knows the end from the beginning, works in a mysterious way his wonders to perform. And that concludes episode four. In episode five, we will look at his passage across to America and the perplexing things he had to face in settling there. Look forward to being with you next time.